So welcome. This is the Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta. We are broadcasting from here, from all around. We have helpers from all over the country. And uh, the joy of it is that's what happens in today's world. We get to remind you and remind ourselves and each other that such is the nature of life, that all it asks and all it wants is the opportunity to appear. You're that opportunity. So am I. And so it is. We say that every week, and when you hear it over and over, there's a tendency, or there may be a tendency, to just kind of not hear it. I would invite you, if you haven't already, to spend some time this week really contemplating what that means, that you are the universal opportunity, life's opportunity, to be something unique and special. So many of us get so tangled up sometimes with our uniqueness that we see it as something wrong, and yet it is the very pinnacle of oneness, your individual expression of life. And whatever that is, whether that's an, as an individual who understands themselves from a particular ethnicity, or whether you underst understand yourself as, as a particular um, sexuality or gender identity, what all of those labels that we give ourselves, all the isms that we hang, hang behind our name sometimes, all of those, if you're clear that that's who you are, we celebrate you in that. And we celebrate your life and your freedom and your joy and your ability to continue to grow and evolve. We believe in this teaching and in its power to change our lives once we embrace it and understand it. But that's also because we believe in you and your ability to grow and change and bring greater and greater life and greater good to you however young or old, skinny, fat, thin, all those limitations we sometimes put on it, beyond and in spite of all that, and because of all of that, you are a divine expression of the infinite, an opportunity for it to be something unique through you, in you, as you. So as we go now into our celebration, uh, and you, you may want to know a little more about what we teach along those same lines. So here is our Declaration of Principle. I believe. I believe. I believe in one God. One absolute power and first cause to all things. I believe that this power is perfect love and create out of a desire to express love. I believe all thought is creative and how I choose to think creates my personal experience. I believe in the unity of all life and the immortality of the individual soul forever unfolding. I believe, I believe, I believe in the eternal goodness, the eternal goodness of God, the eternal loving kindness, and the eternal givingness of God to all. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. So that's a part of our Declaration of Principle. You can read all of it at our website, cslmidtown.org. It was written originally by Ernest Holmes in a preparation to speak on a radio show. He just kind of jotted some things down and it, it worked and it was wonderful. So we continue to use it even to this day. Today, we have with us two very important guests. One has been a practitioner with this organization now for a long time, 
Um, she and I were in classes together, even though she does not look like it, and she's so much younger than me. Way back in the dark ages, at uh, or the, the light ages, at, at uh, C, um, the Atlanta Church of Religious Science, which evolved into this organization and uh, SLCA. So uh, we're grateful to have her wisdom, her history, her experience to share with us as a practitioner. A practitioner is someone who knows this teaching, who teaches, or is able to, to guide people through using our principles to change their lives. She can do that. She's done that for herself, and she can do it for you. Uh, that is the wonderful Judy Ailey. We also have today a guest speaker that you all know and love by now, I'm sure, Reverend Cynthia Paulson, and she's coming to us bright and early from the West Coast to share with us uh, a talk entitled, ah, yes, <laughs> I just lost it, Affirm Good Things. And uh, she is she's going to bring some good wisdom to us. So we look forward to that. So right now, let's hear from Judy. Thank you, Dr. Bob. Good morning, everybody. Today, we are continuing with this month's theme of Great Expectations. And as I was thinking about this, several ideas or thoughts came into mind. And one of the things that we say in this teaching a lot is that the best is yet to come. But how do we get ourselves to a mindset of believing the best is yet to come? We'll talk about that a little bit more. But one saying that I hear sometimes out in the world or even in my own thought is sometimes I hear myself saying, this is just too good to be true. I wanted to talk about that one a little more. This is too good to be true. When something really great happens in our lives, do we say this? Do we say this is too good to be true? I suppose, or I propose that saying something is too good to be true is not spiritually helpful. It's not taking us in a direction that we want to go. When we are working with this power for good, this thing that we call spirit or God or life or whatever you want to call it, there is nothing that is too good to be true. In fact, when something really great demonstrates for us, we can instead say, this is so good and I know that it's true. One erroneous belief that I grew up taking into myself was the idea that if something really good happened, it would just be a matter of time before something really bad happened. The bottom would soon fall out. It was just a natural order of things in my mind. It's sort of like waiting for the other shoe to drop. But this kind of thinking is the opposite of having great expectations. So I would say that as we do spiritual mind treatment for whatever it is that we desire in our lives, when we affirm what we desire, part of what we do when we release the treatment is to have faith and to know that we are dealing with a power that responds to us and always says yes. So yes, we can expect our good to arrive, to live a life in line with the spiritual teachings that we learn here is to have an attitude of the expectancy of good. 
If instead we are always waiting for the other shoe to drop or we look at something that is good in our lives and we say, this is just too good to be true or I don't deserve this, we can start to turn that around by thinking this instead, that we can think, yes, the best is yet to come. My good is here now. I expect to see it. I look for it. For there is nothing that is too good to be true. For goodness in my life is the truth of who I am, and it is also the truth of who you are. So that's my thoughts about great expectations for today. And I'm going to now shift into leading us into a spiritual mind treatment or affirmative prayer. So if you would just allow wherever you are to become comfortable, um, to allow yourself to relax. And if you're comfortable with closing your eyes, taking a couple of slow, deep breaths to, to relax and to know that, that as we do this, I'm going to do this treatment in the first person for myself, but please accept it for yourself. So let's just begin with a recognition and, and reminder to ourselves that that as we say here, that God is all there is, that this spirit, this power, this perfection, this goodness, this loving presence is absolutely all that there is, that we move through it, we have our being in it, that I am immersed in it, that I am totally connected with it, and I'm totally one with it, and that there is only one power, one presence, and one goodness. So the appearance of separation, the appearance of us and them, the appearance of being apart from this power and this presence is just simply, it's just not the truth. I affirm and know that I am one with this presence and one with this power and one with this goodness. And therefore, I know that my life, my physical life, my life is outpicturing of this power and this presence, that my life is a life of great abundance. It is a life that is that is absolutely vibrant health. It is a life that is full of new ideas. It is a life that is ever expanding in greater and greater good in every way. And I expect this. I know that this is the truth that this is the truth that I stand on, that knowing that this presence and power is everywhere present. So no matter what I may see in the world, no matter what atrocities that we currently see out there, that this presence in this power is expressing even in those situations, in ways that we may not comprehend, but there is truth operating there is goodness to be seen and there is love to be expressed and that this power and this presence is there. There is no situation in my life or in the life of the world that I see that appears to be on the exterior of me, but as I know that I'm not separated, it's all one, that there is no situation in my life or in the life of the world that is too great for this power to transform 
to express its goodness and its love through. So I just know that this is the truth. I turn away from any conscious or unconscious old belief that I may have in the necessity of fear, of anger, of resentment, of doubt, or of worry. I just turn away from all those. Instead, I know that all is well. All is well in my life. All is well in my body. All is well in my relationships with other people in the world. All is well in my world. So I'm just so grateful for this. I release this knowing that my expectation is a great expectation of great good to express through me in every single way. So I just release this now, knowing that it is so, and so it is. Good morning, CSL Midtown. It is always a pleasure to be with you. So thank you for having me. So as you know, Dr. Bob and Judy already mentioned today, our theme this month is all about great expectations and expecting our good. Now around here in Centers for Spiritual Living and in New Thought in general, you know, we throw out phrases like that a lot. You know, we say things like, always expect the good, affirm good things, seek the good, contemplate the good. There is an infinite power for good. Have great expectations of good. There's so much talk in this teaching centered around this word, good. Now, the Science of Mind textbook version that I have is one of those big, fat, leather-bound ones, and it has a concordance built into it in the back of the book. And the concordance shows you a word, and it gives you all the places in the book where that word appears. And it's a very handy tool for you know ministers and practitioners or really anybody who, you know, if you need to study or research a particular subject. So I was looking at it the other day, and I happened to notice that according to the concordance, the word good or goodness appears in the Science of Mind textbook 109 times. That's a lot. So to put it in some perspective, the word spirit, for instance, only appears 83 times, and the word God 74 times. So good appears more than spirit and more than God. There is obviously some importance around this idea of good. What is our good? Have you ever thought about that? I want you to right now. <laughs> and I do mean you personally. What is your good? If you were in a class studying science of mind and new thought principles, and you read how extensively Ernest Holmes wrote about our good, and let's say you read a random quote, if we could have that quote put up for everybody. If you read this by Ernest Holmes, he says, here and now we are surrounded by and immersed in an infinite good. How much of this infinite good is ours? all of it that is from the science of mind. All of it is ours. So you, 
what is your good? How would you answer that? Well, let's consider two different responses to this question, person A and person B. I ask both of them, what is your good? Person A responds like this. My good is any good thing that I want and I deserve. My good is my home, a beautiful place for me to live that gives me shelter. My good is the work that I do every day, my wonderful job that I love that provides me you know, income and supports my family. My good is plenty of money in the bank so I can pay all my bills and even more have money left over for anything that I might want. My good is my healthy body and that feels good with energy and vitality. No sickness. I don't even catch a cold. My good is a great loving relationship with a life partner who's really smart and good looking, who I love so much and who loves me deeply. That is my good. Those are all great things, great experiences and perfectly fine ways to describe our good. Nobody would argue that any of those things aren't good. Can we have and experience any and all of those things? Of course, absolutely. But when person B is asked, what is your good? They respond like this. My good is the wholeness, abundance, love, peace, joy, and harmony of God. Because I am one with God, all of God's unlimited good is available to me. Full stop. Hmm. That is also a great way to describe our good. It is a slightly different way of explaining our good. It's a less specific way, right? They're both right. They're both describing our good. And I'm not suggesting that one is necessarily right and the other is wrong, but I'm very intrigued by the use of language because ideally we want to really understand this and learn how to do this efficiently and effectively, how to speak of our good in a way that draws it near to us, how to affirm our desired good, how to go about expecting our desires to come into fruition in manifest form. Now you've heard me talk before about uh, Nona Brooks, the uh, one of the founders of Divine Science. And I read a sermon recently by her that had been turned into a published article. And the title of the article was called, Why We Should Not Formulate Our Desires. And this is really what she was referencing, the way we go about praying, affirming and expecting our good. Formulation, she said, is about self-centeredness. It's about human ego-based desire and perceived need. Formulation is about specifics. You know, person A, when they were discussing their good, they were pretty specific. They were specific and particular about what they wanted. They were formulating right? You know, it was a house, a job, their good was money, their good was a relationship, 
those are all outward human type good things and good experiences that we might want. Nona Brooks believed that the great principle underlying all prayer and the attainment of our good is to affirm the general, never the particular. Affirm the general, never the particular. What I think she means by the general is God's good, the ideas and concepts that are best for all, not just each of us individually. Person B was kind of vague and general in describing their good. They used words that I refer to as the God words, words like wholeness, abundance, love, peace, joy, and harmony. God's good is general and vague because it is universal for all. I find this fascinating to think about. I think it makes sense that it is more effective, more efficient to affirm our good from the place of God's understanding of good rather than from our own humid, human perspective of good. We know that it is our unity, our oneness, our living in alignment with God and God's principles that reveals our good to us. There's a lovely quote from Nona Brooke in that article that says, to be not to get is the true aspiration. So in other words, I don't want to get something necessarily. I want to be the divine quality of that something. So let's expound on this with some examples that might bring this to life for us. In that article I mentioned, Nona Brooks gave an example of desiring money for our, our good, which is very common. You know, that's what person A said was, part of their good. And so she told this great story of a very faithful couple who desperately needed $500 for an obligation. Now this was back in the early 1900s. So that would have been a tremendous amount of money. It still feels like a tremendous amount of money to me. <laughs> this couple believed that they had a right to their supply. They understood these principles. They affirmed their good, knowing with certainty that spirit would provide the amount of $500. Well, guess what happened? They successfully demonstrated the $500 through a completely unexpected channel, but then it turns out the need had grown to $1,200. Why had the $500 come from infinite supply, but not the larger amount? Possibly because they were being too particular in what they were affirming and what they were expecting. God's good is general abundance, not a dollar amount. Or as Nona Brooks says, I love this quote. She said, a nickel held close to the eye shuts out the dollar behind it. We shut out the great ocean of supply by formulating the amount of that we need at a given time. Now, as humans, I think our challenge is to back out of the specifics of the situation, stop measuring and limiting our good, and consider the universal, general, unlimited good that is available to all. We don't want money. 
We want to feel the wealth of life. We want to experience abundance. We want our needs met effortlessly. Abundance is not the state of a human bank account. It's a state of mind and it can be our expectation. Let's use the example of health. Person A talked about a healthy body being their good. Often we want one specific ailment or one sick body part that's troubling us to be healed. We think our good is, you know, for our aching back to feel better or for our blood pressure to get under control. But our entire physical expression is a demonstration of God's perfect wholeness. That's our true good. That is God's good that's true for all life. We don't want a specific limited experience of health that is just a portion. We want to express, as Ernest Holmes says in Science of Mind, express as an unlimited open channel for divine good to flow in and through us freely, generously, as it does through all life. Health and wholeness are universal good. Let's look at the example of, you know, our work as our good. Person A talked about a job being their good, but we don't want a specific job for ourselves. We want to love what we do to the point that it doesn't even feel like work. We want to contribute to the world to fulfill our divine purpose. We don't necessarily want a job with income and pay, but we want to experience success and prosperity. What we want is to express as the creativity of God. We recognize and want this for everyone, for all life. That can be our our expectation. Love is, of course, a beautiful and wonderful example of our good. We all want and deserve to experience love. We don't want a particular boyfriend or girlfriend or a specific person to be our partner or spouse. We're looking for love in general and want to be loved in general. Our spiritual challenge is to understand and affirm that we are the love that we wish to bring into our experience. You can think of it like a conditional statement. If God is love, and we are all one with God, then we are all love. We recognize it in ourselves first. That is what we affirm and expect, our own expression of love. We recognize it in others, that they are expressions of love, and that is what we end up drawing to us and allowing into our experience. So this is about thinking not from the self point of view, but from the universal point of view. It's about affirming and expecting God's good, God's general, expansive, universal good. And I think this can be a little difficult for us. It's difficult for me. We humans like to have clarity and be specific about what we want. You know, there are some offshoots of new thought that you know, I've given talks about that seem to contradict what I'm saying. You know, ideas like go make a vision board and put pictures of all the good that you want to get on it 
and take your journal out and write down specific good things that you want to receive. It's almost as if the more we begin to understand that our good is truly unlimited, the more we get started limiting it. We love to focus on our particular good with sometimes myopic fixated vision. Now, something that I think really illustrates this for us is how to catch a monkey. What did she just say? Yes, how to catch a monkey. I read about this in a book a couple of years ago and I didn't think it was true. Um, so I did some research online and it turns out that this is actually true. This is a legitimate method uh, for catching a monkey. Why would you need to catch a monkey, you might wonder. <laughs> Well, apparently there are over 600 different species of monkeys and most of them live in African jungles. So if you think about a zoo somewhere in the middle of America that needs some African monkeys for their zoo, how are they going to get them? Well, they have to catch them and they have to capture them in a way that does not hurt or torture the monkey, of course. So this is what they do. They take a big, heavy glass bottle or jar that has a small opening with like a, a skinny neck and they put sweet smelling nuts in the bottom of the bottle or jar. And then they put the bottles on the floor of the jungle and they leave and they just wait. And the zoo people come back the next day and inevitably there is a monkey trapped sitting next to every bottle. How? Well, what happens is the monkey comes along and smells the nuts and it really wants the nuts. That is some good stuff for the monkey. It wants some sweet nuts. It investigates the bottle and it puts its arm in there, closes its hand around the nuts because it wants them. It wants them really badly and it's trapped. The monkey can't take its hand out of the bottle as long as it's holding the nuts. He can't get his fist through the neck of the bottle, but it's unwilling to open its hand and let them go. He really wants those precise, exact nuts. The bottle's too heavy for it to pick up, so the monkey just sits down and he's trapped. Now this sounds ridiculous. You know, we wanna laugh at this silly monkey. Just let go of your nuts, what are you doing? Friends, we are the monkey in this scenario. <laughs> Sometimes we have such a tight grip on what we think our good is. We calculate and we formulate and we plan and we focus on our human desires knowing they are ours to claim. We hold on tight to them. And I think it's possible we can become trapped by them. We just don't want to let go of what we think is our good. So this is our call to action today. You know, our takeaway to try. Let's try affirming and expecting our infinite good generally, not specifically. It's God good, God's good. It's not even about the words we're affirming necessarily. It's about our consciousness. Let's meditate on and think about what divine good means to us and feels like. What does abundance feel like? 
What does love feel like? Peace and joy and wholeness. What do they feel like? Let's not be monkeys. <laughs> let go of the nuts. It's when we let go of our human ideas and take our hand out of the bottle and look around, we see that God's omnipresent good is available to all of us. I'll leave you with that today. Thank you for having me. And here's Vance. Hey, Reverend Cynthia, thank you so much for that wonderful talk today. And now is our opportunity to give to the center to share in the prosperity for our spiritual growth, our spiritual consciousness. And you have the opportunity to give here if you go to cslmidtown.org slash donate or scan the QR code, it will take you right to the donation site. And if you would with me say our affirmation of prosperity. I live in a universe of abundance. As I freely and joyfully give, I join in the divine flow. And all that I share with life returns to me multiplied abundantly. And so it is. And Good morning. That was a great uh, service today. And I appreciate everybody who presented. Um, I am the um, president of the board of trustees. And we have a transition team meeting um, that happens almost every week. And we have people who are working on the future and where we should go with a center. And there's a lot of good things happening. Uh, lots of good discussions going on for all of you. And um, what I wanted to do is give another update just briefly today to let you know that we're still working on it and that we are having some good discussions, very good discussions. And um, I wanted to especially let everybody know that here in a couple of weeks is going to be um, Reverend Bob Dean's uh, final week with us. And we are taking up a special offering. You can go to the same um, um, URL that Vance mentioned, which is www.cslmidtown.org slash donate. And um, you can get that um, site down below where you give to the center. Please do that as well. But you can also give to a special offering that we're taking up for to help Bob Dean and to give our love to him uh, for what he has given us at the center over the many years that he's been here. So uh, please, I want to encourage people to do that uh, soon. I know that a lot of people have been thinking about it. And if you've been thinking about it, please go online and do that today if you can. And uh, let's show our love to Reverend Dean uh, as he leaves the center and goes off into something amazing and new. So um, don't forget to give to the center as well. So thank you all. And we will continue working and coming up with the best decisions we can for the center and for the future. So I'm complete. Have a good week. Thank you, Lee. That was wonderful. I appreciate it. Appreciate all that the center is giving back to me. Uh, and I've, it's been a real joy being here. I am not finished yet. Two more weeks, two more Sundays. We'll continue this theme of good and talking about next week. I'll be talking about the cosmic yes. And the cosmic yes, which gets uh, reflected in each of us as a yes. So, um, 
join me if you will join us here and then the following sunday will be my my final sunday and i will be talking about developing a consciousness of expectation of your good or something like that i may change it before then you never know but i'm looking forward to the time with you i've had a wonderful time here the last five and a half years and i uh who knows what's next i don't god does so join me if you will then in our closing the uh, affirmation of life I leave this place now knowing something better than I knew before. I grow forth into the world with a heart full of love and a mind full of good sense. Ah, I look at the world in a greater way, knowing that I have within me everything I need to create the life I desire. I give thanks for this understanding. I am grateful for the spirit of life that lives through me. And so it is. Have a great week, everyone. I'll see you next week.